Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. If you are joining us for the first time, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling on this beautiful May Friday afternoon? Pretty good. It was pouring all of the morning. It's not and good. And the sun just decided to come out, so it looks, it's beautiful now. So, um, Ready for a nice little combat weekend. we got some boxing, some UFC, some Octagon. I know you're a big fan of the Prague promotion. Oh, so um, KSW? No, uh, uh, Octagon with a K. Oh, Sorry. okay, my bad. I, I, how uh, can the, I? I, the, I forgot. That I, I missed their last card. I was watching Jungle <laughs> Fight. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the fellow from Contender Series, Go to Ladze or Go Go. Some Georgian fellow. He got slammed and fucked his shoulder up and lost. Yeah. Uh, he's fighting this weekend, so he'll probably be back in the UFC after this. Honestly, he's pretty good. So at least there's that going on. Uh, Devin Haney. Uh, I know you'll be tuned in. That's a uh, pretty late start. There's nothing else really uh, on that time slot. Um, I can't wait for that fight, honestly. It might be a little boring. I think it might underwhelm excitement-wise, but it's going to be good. It's going to be a chess match. you got to know what you're walking into with the um, boxing. It's not the same uh, necessary excitement level. If you're not a true hardcore boxing fan and you just don't appreciate the competition aspect of it, then... If you're looking for like highlight reel, not you very rarely get that. You get it sometimes, but you don't get it all the time. It's tough. Yeah, especially you know between those guys, top of the level, top of the line. Damn, I keep hitting this fucking thing. It's pissing me off. Uh, we have a. I mean, you want to talk about an all-time classic card to get into today? Uh, this is you're going to be telling your kids about Mackenzie Dern and Angela Hill the day they main evented in Las Vegas in front of no people. Uh, but no, there's some people there. I'm just messing around, but. Yeah, listen, we we get this fight. This fight was supposed to be, what, last week? And it got moved yeah. off uh, because I think Thank Raquel God. Pennington and Aldana was supposed to happen today. Is that <laughs> – I mean, I don't yep. know what I was going to do unless I, – I, I can't believe I'm going to get <laughs> robbed of that banger. But uh, we instead get this, and this is Mackenzie Dern and Angela Hill. Really uh, – would you say – <sighs> I hate to do this on maybe, you know, shout out to the, uh, col- the college kids experience. They're going to be out here listening to this. Uh, yes, sir. You know, this might be the shittiest card that the UFC has put on. Not, I, not, I shouldn't say card overall because we've seen some bad ones. The main event, man. I mean, have they, have yeah, they done something like this? Great, it's not a great main event. Uh, main event. If, you, if you're looking for one that might be worse, <laughs> no, look no further than July 15th. Holly Holm and Myra Buena Silva okay. will be the main event. And it looks like the co-main event may be probably not. Maybe Norma Dumont and Chelsea don't call me Michael Chandler. Uh, so hopefully that does not happen. Somebody has to step in and save that card. Uh, maybe um, maybe Tyson Nam or Walt, Walt Harris and Josh Parmesan. They, they, they can save that card. Uh, Walt Harris is apparently back. I did not know that. So um, this card's not great. But if you look at next week's card, or um, I, should, I should say in two weeks, uh, that card on the Apex, it's um, probably worse. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. There's a there's a pay per view in Vancouver that is a solid main it's, event, solid uh, solid co main. I'm excited. I think maybe you know it depends if if we get an inconsistent Amanda Nunes, a Rene uh, a Rene Aldana can crack. So she probably loses, right? But uh, you never know. And listen, you're the only th- reason that you can feel good about this a little bit is because some of the cards they're putting together in the later uh, end of the summer are uh, insane. They are putting together fights yeah. that we all want to see. And I mean, that what is that two ninety one with uh, Gaethje, Gaethje and uh, Poirier for the. They're now they're doing the BMF again, which is uh, they heard. Uh, they heard my yeah. That's uh, you know that's one thing because I remember the first time it was around. All they were saying were yeah, it's a one. It's the one time thing. We're never doing it again. One t- one and done. That's all we're doing. And then uh, here it is. It, it, it's making its return. Uh, also, Tony Ferguson, fresh out of a flip car, uh, yeah. back at it. Um, Ikram Alskarov taking on Paulo Costa. That came out of uh, the bleachers. Really in nowhere, field. yeah. Uh, Alex Pereira, quick turnaround from getting sent to the goddamn shadow realm. That kind of worries me. But altogether, that's a good car. He has a Holland. Um, you know, Dustin Gaethje, that first fight. Whew. It's banger. I don't know uh, how this one's going to go at all. I feel like I haven't seen either guy in 10 years. 
Um, but holy shit. And then even 292, Alger said he didn't want to come back in August. Dana said, fuck you, you're fighting Sean O'Malley in August. Uh, I'm excited for that one in Boston. I wish I had enough money. I would go up there, but... Yeah, that's, that's going to be, be an awesome one. weekend. But, uh, <laughs> let's let's get into the card this weekend. We we have plenty. We can. Uh, I mean, there were so many fights made. It just. Uh, I, but that keep up anymore. That end of July card is going to be all. I, I when, when you just went through some of those fights, I'm just like all five uh, on the main main card are going to be just bangers, man. Prelims like, haven't even been yeah you know, made and yet. Some of them are, are like I, I've heard some fights that are like rumored to be on there where I'm like, oh, that too, like that too, like Wonder, Wonder be... Boy and Michelle Pereira. That's just on the prelims. Yeah. Like, I'll take that all day. Uh, CJ Vergara, Vinicius Salvador, Derek Lewis, and Hogerio De Lima. Hint, hint, we're taking Hogerio De Lima. Yeah. Uh, we, we have been on the fade of the Black Beast bandwagon just because we think he is completely cooked. Keep throwing him out there. Get yeah, ahead. keep making us money. That's that's what we're here to do. So, Angela Hill, interesting enough here, plus 150 underdog uh, on a lot of these websites. We have Mackenzie Dern, uh, obvious, you know, I don't even know if I could say obvious, but minus one eighty-five favorite. I, 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 I really, really do struggle with this. Mackenzie during the last few times has not looked good at all. Her, I mean, her obvious advantage is always going to be the jiu-jitsu and the ground game. And uh, how much bigger is she than uh, Angela Hill? It seems like she would have the uh, stature and size advantage. She is what five four two. Yeah, I mean, she's really they're really sure. the same size, pretty much Four-five, five four and right? five three. I guess it's just you would. You would think in theory, because Angela Hill is kind of a small... She's, she's small, but she's... Yeah, he, yeah. I guess you could say that. But Angela Hill being the older fighter, I don't know. My instinct right here, before I even get into anything, uh, or look at the odds, or try to tell you what I think... Like, Angela Hill. That, I just Something tells me that Mackenzie Dern's slide is going to continue. But, you know, this isn't Jan Zanon and, uh, and Marina Rodriguez, which are, those are only two losses in the last, you know, three years, so... Almost lost to Tish Torres. I'll say that. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and Angela Hill is not a trustworthy fighter. Right? She's ten and twelve in, in the in the UFC. Um, she's lost a bunch of splits. She complains about losing unanimous. She did lose to Tish Torres, I believe, twice. Um, I could be wrong. Yeah, she lost way back on the content, uh, Ultimate Fighter. So I don't know. I mean. Angela Hill's a, a weird fighter. She's won as a sizable underdog multiple times. She's lost as a favorite multiple times. Um, she has a couple finishes, but hasn't really gotten any since uh, Hannah Cyphers, and I don't even know if that counts, right? So um, I just think she's the better striker. I think, she, you know, Angela or Mackenzie Dern can pop a little bit. She has a little bit of power. She's, she's improved that a little bit, but she hasn't made many improvements in general at all, I don't think. She's 30, right? So this should be the the best we see of her. Uh, she has a good team. I don't really know what the excuse is. I mean, her wrestling is, is really, I mean, it's 11% is her takedown accuracy. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty pathetic. I mean, her takedown defense is bad just because she pulls guard, but she has a negative striking ratio, I believe. Um, Angela Hill is quicker. She puts more combos together. I just worry about her age, her cardio, uh, her tendency to just fight in close fights and kind of give away minutes and rounds and fights yeah. in general. Uh, five round fight, so you feel like that more time for Mackenzie to get her get her game going. That should uh, obviously beneficial be beneficial, and you'd probably you know I see a lot of people are trusting her to do that, but she couldn't do it against Yan Zhanan, and Yan Zhanan was a white belt at the time. She got her blue belt after winning that fight. I love Yan Zhanan. Uh, she also though lost to Marina Rodriguez, and she took her down. She had her on the ground, and she we just saw what happened to Marina against Vierna, and we've seen it before in. Uh, in her career. I don't know. I just, I can't trust Mackenzie Dern at all. I do like Angela Hill here. I know it's a little shaky. I know it's a little rocky, but I'm going to take her money line. I think she should win three. I don't know how Mackenzie Dern wins a round if it stays striking, if it stays on the feet, you know? Angela Hill throws a good low kicks, throw high kicks. Uh, Mackenzie Dern doesn't really do much. No, and, and for your strong suit to be getting the fight to the ground, she really has trouble getting the fight to the ground. She really can't take people down that's uh, we've talked about that with jiu-jitsu some of these pure jiu-jitsu you know technicians don't work on the wrestling aspect because in jiu-jitsu you're always just inviting the grappling you always just go to the ground and you know that's how all those competitions are you know basically held in mma there's some people who don't want to go to the ground with you and they just stand and they keep it standing for these however long like you said Maybe she gets a takedown here or there. Will she even be able to hold her down? You know, I, 
I struggle trusting either side of this, to be honest. This is really a uh, ugly sort of situation. You're trying to, but you're trying to try like uh, foresee what a fifteen and twelve fighter is going to look like against somebody like. I don't know. Like I, I really, she's lost to some bad fighters too, Angela Hill. And like you said, it's not because she's not good, or like she, like we've we've joked about here on a million times. Like she, after fights, goes and complains about the decision when it's like you kind of just gave away minutes of a fight. Kind of, and yeah. I worry that maybe Mackenzie Dern gets her down a couple times, and then you know wins a questionable striking exchange round where she yeah. lands some big she could shots. Probably, you know, she could probably catch her. Uh, I don't yeah. think Angela Hill is, you know, she 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 gasses. Uh, this again, this is gonna be a five round fight, thirty eight. Um, so I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Um, Mackenzie Duran, man, uh, just you know, she doesn't even average that many more takedowns on average than Angela Hill, uh, which is kind of concerning. She does, you know, obviously go for many more takedowns, but Angela Hill lands more. She's much more active. I think just for that reason, I know they're similar size ish. I just think, you know, I, I think Mackenzie Duran lands at like thirty five percent. Uh, meanwhile, McKen's, uh, Angel Hill's at 50, and her striking defense at 62. I just think she's just better. Um, I do think she is going to take a taken down or somehow find her way on the ground, get tripped, maybe uh, you know accidentally get taken down uh, in like a clinch exchange. I think Mackenzie Dern can definitely you know get some top game, top control, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Shout out to her top game. Uh, I'm going to go. I, I think I'm going to be with you though on this. I think I'm going to go Angela Hill. I think I, I think that that's just I really would rather not bet this if I if I'm being honest or I kind of want to stay away too but um, or honestly if you're like can you get some sort of prop where you get like Angela Hill by points or Mackenzie Dern by submission and yeah. you know if that's like a, a a good enough number you know like then I would bet that could that. be a thing too I, I really like I think a Fanduel you could there was a one there was a special last week and it was uh, Jorginho by submission or Rosenstruck by KO or something uh, it was something like that and. Like I got like a minus one fifty or something like that or one seventy. I was it wasn't like a horrible number. Yeah. And I, I you know I live with that. But DraftKings last night I wanted to uh, I saw they flashed during one of the overtimes of the Panthers game. Matthew Kachuk was like plus fifteen hundred to score the yeah. game winning goal. And I wanted to bet it, but I can't do that down here. And he he scored it. So DraftKings is always doing some dumb shit. So Angela Hill money line plus one fifty, and like I said, uh, that's the thing I would suggest off the uh, sheet. But this is what me and Ty are taking on the sheet this week. Uh, we keep it moving now. Also, Got Mackenzie Dern owns two in Apex main events. Yeah, uh, and maybe Mark Zuckerberg uh, will rent the octagon out again. Or also, rent the Apex out. Mackenzie Dern going through a divorce. Yes. Not 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 a uh, not something you can count out because it doesn't uh, factor her mental game. Her mental health. Also, I think she struggled before listening to her advice, listening to her corner, kind of doubting herself. I think this is a good spot for Angela Hill, but like I said, sometimes she just <laughs> gives it away. I don't trust. She will it. lose. She will lose two fans that aren't really fans of hers. Yeah, really. And I, I would argue that you know her Mackenzie Dern's level of competition has been much higher, and she's yep. figured out a ways to win. So that's why I, you know, I'm really bouncing back and forth. But I really would. I would just take like if I'm on, on Dern, I would take the submission. I don't really think she's going to be able to win a uh, or even inside the distance. I, I don't think she could win a, de- a decision in this fight. That's just my personal opinion. But Edmund Shabazian, Anthony Hernandez, Anthony Fluffy Hernandez, that is to you out there. He is a I believe minus two ten favorite against Edmund Shabazian. Do you think this is a fair number? for what could happen here. And, uh, I mean, I think this is kind of, uh, Edmund would like to keep this standing and, and may Fluffy's good o- overall, but I mean, Fluffy has lost some fights that he really, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, looking, looking back now, Kevin Holland and Marcus Perez. I mean, that's just Marcus Perez, not good. Kevin Holland, not bad either, but even like the, the Josh friend fight, I still hold that against them when he could have easily got, or at least gone for it on, on that guy, and he could he didn't. Uh, I think Edmund Shabazian, though we we've kind of he's at least trending back in the right direction. I guess I'll ask you, what do you think about this one? Um, yeah, it's I think there's a you see um a tendency in Fluffy Hernandez. He gets hurt to the body a lot. Yeah, Perez and Holland, uh, also Jun Young Park in a fight he won. He got hurt to the body in that one too. Edmund is you know he's hell on wheels in that first round. So if you think Edmund can get him out of there in the first round. I honestly wouldn't doubt it. Um, it's just that, you know, what has he really done lately? Nothing. He beat Dolce Lugia and Bull, that's it. You know, I mean, he 
he did finish Brad Tavares. That, that was kind of hard to do, especially three years ago, but or four years ago, almost not almost, but uh, we're getting there. So, but yeah, like I said, that was four years ago. After that, I mean, he took a beating from Brunson, took a beating from, or just got smoked by Jack Romanson, took an absolute beating from Nazardine Imavov. Um, I I don't know. I just I think Fluffy uh, he gets him on the ground, and this goes past for one round. Uh, nice little run there. I think it's over. I think um, uh, Edmund's going to quit. He's going to give up. I, I don't think he has much uh, much win equity after the first five minutes. Honestly, most of his finishes are in the first, uh, even outside the UFC. Uh, Fluffy can. I, I think. I think he can at least at least stay alive for a round. But it, it is going to be tough. I think he could definitely catch him. You know, catch him coming in crazy. Even if he does get hurt, I think he can still use that wrestling game. And he's really relentless on those takedowns. Um, and uh, Edmund gets beat up on the ground a lot, too. <clears throat> so, I got Fluffy here. Uh, I, I, I really just don't know if I want to take a bet on it because I I think he... <laughs> I think the five first, first five is going to be shaky. So, I guess I guess I will lean on you to kind of help, yeah, help steer me here. I, I wonder... I wonder what this fight's gonna, how this fight's gonna play out. That's the big thing. I, I mean, I know Anthony Hernandez. He he will have the better ground game for sure. But will he be able to hold him down in the way that you know Derek Brunson was able to, or uh, you know Nasruddin Imovov was even have, able to have success on, uh, on the ground? So like, is he gonna be able to do that level of damage on the ground? You think? If he uh, even gets I mean, it there, like I, I mean, I do think we, he can like. Land some elbows, be active, and then just eventually find uh, any, any kind of submission. Because he's, dude, uh, I mean, we saw before when he t- uh, tapped out the black belt hunter, right? Isn't that his nickname? Adolfo Vieira. Adolfo Vieira, yeah. Um, that, that, once he did that, man, that was special. It was a Darce, too, I believe. And that's hard to lock in, man. You, you, if you have a Darce like that, you have a tight fucking squeeze. I think he gets Shabazi in in anything. Uh, rear naked choke is probably what I would uh, uh, assume would be his, you know, what he's going to go for, but, you know, some kind of arm triangle or maybe if he gets knocked down and he follows him uh, into his guard, he can put an arm bar, arm bar or something. Um, he, but like you said, I don't know if he does finish him. I just think Edmund Shabazi has a lot of quit in him. Uh, and he d- doesn't like being on his back, doesn't like being on the ground. He did kind of um, go through the fire in that Dolce fight, though, for a little bit. Not, 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 not a good thing. So yeah. I, I think just in general, trusting Fluffy is something I'd, I just trust him much more. I got um, you. I I don't think it's a bad bad play either. But uh, I don't know. I think I'm gonna stay away though for now. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stay away as well. I, I don't trust this whatsoever, and I'm not gonna force myself to bet something. But I I, I honestly next, I, I I just don't have really a leaning. I like yeah, Anthony Hernandez is a reason he's a minus two hundred favorite. But I don't like him at that number at all. I think it should be much closer to uh, even than I probably would take it. I just don't see the value there. Uh, Emily Ducote, Lupi. Lupita Godinez, Jesus, all right, I got there though, I, I, I dribbled around it, but I eventually jacked the shot up, how about minus 160, 140 for Godinez, uh, Emily Ducote, uh, a friend of yours, is uh, plus 130, so uh, I, my instinct, instinct, oh jeez, all right, rein it in, rein it in, instinct, I, I just had some coffee, I'm going to be stuttering a whole lot, so yeah. I feel uh, Loopy. That's my instinct. Loopy. I like Loopy here, and that's all I'm going to say. Uh, all right, interesting. Catch I think weight, by the way, 120 for the record. Yeah, uh, Loopy says she took this at 120 because she didn't have a full camp. Uh, that, that worries me a little bit. She just fought in, uh, in April against Cynthia Calvillo. Uh, it was kind of a, that was a rugged fight. She took a bunch of shots. It, it, it was very close. I think I do remember having her and thinking she did win, but it did get close against a, a very cooked yeah. Cynthia Calvillo. Uh, before that, she fought Angela Hill. Uh, didn't go for, didn't didn't go for the wrestling at all. She she she's a very odd fighter. Like <laughs> there would be fights in the Luana Carolina fight that she lost. Just didn't go for takedowns. Really, uh, only got two. Should have got way more than that. Um, she did her thing against Silvana Gomez, uh, Juarez, uh, but in the Jessica Penne fight, you know, didn't really didn't really do what she was supposed to do. She takes fights on short notice. She's all you know. Um, she's just an odd odd fighter to really get a gauge on. Um, she was a huge favorite against Angel Hill and blew that fight. And I, I think that steered a lot of people away from her, uh, after the performance against Ariane Carnalasi. I like Emily Dakota here. Uh, she's a Taekwondo black belt, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. She was a California state runner up in high school and wrestling. Um, 
I think she's a much better striker than Lupi. Lupi doesn't. I think she has a, a negative, a negative striking ratio. I could be, yeah, not good. That's uh, close to negative. Uh, but her takedown ac- accuracy is not great. She gets them. She's you know she she's definitely a credential wrestler, but she's just her IQ, her game plan is just very inconsistent. Uh, Godinez has been around, or Dakota's been around. She's fought a lot. Uh, she used to fight up. Uh, a lot of her losses, uh, she fought in Bellator a lot. A lot of her losses over there came at 125. So I think she, I don't know if she'll be bigger or stronger. I know uh, Loopy's uh, a bit thick, but I think Emily Dakota's going to do enough to keep it standing enough. And I think she's going to be the better the better striker here. Kind of how she beat Jessica Penne, maybe. Uh, except she, it'll, it'll be a close fight, I think, regardless. But I got Emily Dakota here. Uh, you just kind of convinced me. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I I don't. It's gonna be a split. I think either way. Yeah. So. Loopy, one hundred percent right. She definitely should win this fight, just if it was based off the skill. But like you said, uh, yeah, she I doesn't mean, always know, her... do what she's supposed to do. Yeah. That's the big thing. The Luana Carolina fight was 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 bad, and and then the one against Angel Hill. Which I, I get Angel Hill's it's a tough fight, but like she didn't even go for. She just won the strike with her, and that is yeah, it's not a good <laughs> not, move. That was very very not smart. Uh, I don't know if she has a great corner. A great camp. Uh, she has a very short reach. I know a lot of 115 girls do, but 61-inch reach, not great. Um, so yeah. are, you, are you putting this on the card? Yeah, Emily Ducote, Mooney line. All right, I'm with you. Guadagnia. She's 29, so I think she uh, I think she has a good camp uh, training at American Top Team. So we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. How about uh, Andre Filajo? Joaquin Buckley, Filajo, big time, uh, not big time, but you know, plus one ninety underdog, uh, considerable uh, favorite for Joaquin Buckley at minus two thirty two twenty. Um, that number to me is makes me very uncomfortable. I think this fight's going to end inside the distance, but I am not sure that Filajo couldn't catch Buckley. Yeah, they both been knocked out four times, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I think Buck, I think. Fialo is is surprisingly uh, he has durability. They both have durability concerns. But I think Fialo is a little a little strong. I just think he's defensively inept. Yeah. I don't think he necessarily is chinny. I just think he gets hit clean too much and too often. You know, it's not he like doesn't he doesn't really move out. his head. He just stands there. No, uh, you know, he's rebounded some you know, once in a while, a couple times. I think Baezi was in a little bit of trouble. I think on the regional scene, a bunch of shit happened. That he, you know, he's just not also not a very smart fighter. Neither guy is. But Buckley's coming down. Uh, I think he's probably the better just everywhere, all around. I think he's quicker. Um, I do like the under. I just don't know what it is. Uh, I, that's why I'm here. I can get it for you right away, sir. Thank I you. think under well, one and yeah. a half is minus 107. You can get plus 102 on fan. Minus 200 for under two and a half isn't, honestly isn't that bad. Uh, I, I guess maybe it could, I could see it being like a little boring if they get to the second or third round. They're kind of tired, maybe, but I don't know, man. That first round's gonna be fucking dangerous. They're gonna be swinging bombs. Uh, I think somebody's got to get caught early. Um, I'm gonna stay away, though. I'm gonna stay away. I, I don't. I don't feel a certain type of way. And I, I like the next fight, so I think I'm kind of take, taking a every other fight approach. I I really want to take something here. I just don't see. Where the I mean, the I guess Buckley is. inside the distance, I kind of like, but what is it? Um, minus one of five, yeah, not bad, but not great. Yeah, I just don't trust either one of these guys to do what yeah. needs to be done. So I'm gonna take the under plus one hundred two, so plus one hundred. One and a I like half. It. I like it, but I don't love it. Yeah, I I, I don't really love this either, but. <laughs> Not much going on in this card. I can't. That's the I thing. I'm, I'm kind of for, hunting uh, for stuff to uh, bet here because it really is a well. Uh, it's more of a card where you just I don't trust this guy. I don't trust that guy. There's not like a guy where I'm like, oh yeah, like, who do I'm, I trust less? Yeah, know? seriously. Um, how about Michael Johnson, Diego Fajeda? Like we talked about a couple weeks ago, this is kind of an interesting, a uh, little bit of a sneaky uh, fight to have on this card. Michael Johnson plus one thirty, one thirty five. Diego Fajeda minus one fifty, one sixty on some books. Uh, I think this is a fight where I, 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 something tells me to bet Michael Johnson that I trust Michael Johnson more. Just the last couple times I seen Fajeda out there was not good, but that was at 55. He hasn't fought in a couple, what, 
you know, a year and a half. He's getting yeah. back out there, and maybe he's you know gotten better, made made the adjustments necessary. He's not a young man. Neither neither would uh, Michael Johnson be considered. But I feel like Michael, Michael Johnson's Johnson, younger. I wouldn't he, uh, guess that honestly. Yeah, I know. It's it just seems like because he's been around so long, you've seen him fight so many times. But Michael Johnson has looked good of recent. Would you say? Uh, I mean, I think he hasn't looked horrible he, in these last got, three fights. I thought he won that Jamie Malarkey fight. But yeah. I, it was close, right? And the Clay Guida fight, I still think, other than getting you know the wrestling and the takedowns, he looked pretty good. Uh, and again, even the Tiago Moises fight, he was outstriking Tiago Moises. I think Moises was kind of just looking looking for a submission. But um, yeah, honestly, I mean, the Casey fight was good. The Alain Patrick fight was good. I know it was you know kind of close-ish for a little bit, but he dusted him off quick. But yeah, like I said, like you said, uh, Fiera Ferreira CDF has a fought since he fought Gamera, and he got smoked. Um, he got smoked by Gregor Gillespie. Four of his five losses are to southpaws, so I think that's uh, that, that bodes well for Michael Jan- Johnson's chances. He's more Michael Johnson's more active. Um, I, I know there's a path of victory here, but I think Michael Johnson can stop the initial takedown. Um, and I, you know, if it gets to the second or third round, I don't know if Diego Ferreira is going to really have cardio or, uh, you know, have what it takes to really uh, get this thing going. I mean, the last three fights he's been taken down thirteen times, Diego Ferreira. So. He, uh, it's really been a struggle lately, and the, you know the, the losses aren't great. They're all good fighters, uh, you know, except for maybe Gillespie. But Michael Jackson, they call, they used to call him Blackie out for a reason, right? He's got fucking quick, quick hands, hits hard, and I think he does. I think he gets him out of here. I think you know it's it's going to start on it's going to start standing. Um, I think he's going to struggle to get him down if he even gets that chance. His takedown accuracy is twenty four percent. His striking accuracy is thirty seven percent. Uh, not a really efficient guy, and Michael Johnson. We've seen him put, you know, put out some, uh, put out Dustin Poirier. That power is the last thing to go. Um, yeah, I like Michael Johnson here. I'm with you. you putting it on the card. Yeah, I'm just trying to decide if I want to take his money line or not because I don't. You know, I, I, if it goes the distance, I could see that easily being a, a grind out decision for CDS. But um, what would Michael Johnson inside the distance even be? He or TKO? I guess. Plus two eighty five, Michael Johnson side the distance. That's I kind of like that. That's a big number. TKO plus two seventy five. So um, this fight is at one seventy, though, right? I mean, is, isn't that is that what I'm saying here? Is this correct? Um, no, one fifty five. I'm sorry, I just was I put the Joaquin Buckley uh, one on yeah, that because Tapology loves to move the, like <laughs> by itself constantly because ads keep popping yeah. up. So. Um, I'm going to take Michael Johnson inside the distance, plus wow. 285. Wow. I rock him. I think CDF's cooked. It's been a while since he's fought. Not a good sign. And last time we saw him, he got dusted out by a, a nice swift knee. Michael Johnson has still has quick hands, still has good power. Uh, not as old as you think, so maybe you know still has a little bit left in that tank. How about Mosh Day? And then Slava Claus. How do you say this gentleman's name? Vyacheslav Borshev? Vyacheslav Borshev. It sounds like Borshev. Yeah, uh, Borshev. Uh, yes, I am getting I back in the octagon. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I, this, is a, this, is another, this is when I talk about disgusting. This is what I'm talking about, <laughs> honestly. Uh, Mashate is the underdog here. Slava Claus uh, has been real hot and cold. He either loses a decision or he's knocking Dakota Bush out, one or the other. Or going to Harry war Bush. with a Chris Duncan on the uh, on the contender series and doing his dance after he knocks these guys out. So, uh, Mark DeCasey and Mike Davis not exactly Mashate either. So uh, they, they uh, Mashate being not as good as I would say uh, Mike Davis. I, I we, we Mike Davis has some good hands. Mike Davis has some good hands, and he just like seems like a, just a physical also, freak. Borshev was giving giving him the work with the hand. I know he got taken down like you know five hundred times by him and DeCasey, but he's you know. <laughs> Uh, does Mahashate wrestle? I mean, we we haven't really seen much of him. We saw him what three times? The contender Series fight where he was, I think, plus five hundred. Uh, nobody really expected him. And when he fought that Achilles guy, who uh, I think I don't, you know, I don't know whatever happened to that fellow, but he was getting beat up. I, I think by uh, he got hurt. I, I think at one point by Mister Achilles. Uh, he wipes the floor with Steve Garcia, but then he gets smoked by Rafa Garcia. Right? Got taken down seven six times. I don't think there's gonna be much wrestling in this fight. It looks like. Uh, Borshev doesn't want to do it. I don't think Mahashate wants to do it. I think uh, Borshev is the much better striker. Much, much, much better striker. Um, now, Borshev did get hurt by knees. 
uh, from Mr. Harry Bush. Um, and he did get dropped by Mike Davis. Mashate does have good knees. Um, I think that might be, might be something you see, but I, I just got Borchev here. I think Mashate was never really expected to be uh, a star. It's not like they wanted to push him, really. He was just kind of young. And um, that knockout, Steve Garcia, you know. Not great. Not great. Yeah. I know he was an underdog. I listened to Steve Garcia. I had money on him like an idiot, but I don't think that's really anything to write home about. Give me Borshev here uh, inside the distance. Or can I just take his money line? Is he an underdog? He is not. Minus 165. Um, yeah, I got Borshev inside the distance. Plus 135. Plus 135. That's not a bad number for that. Uh, Borshev... TKO is pretty Slava much claws. the same thing. So I'm gonna go minus one I'm gonna go plus one twenty five with you, Borishev inside the distance. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we keep it moving. Make sure we write that down for the record. Uh Karolina Kovakavich getting it back in there against Vanessa Demopoulos, one of Ty's favorite fighters, uh also and the girl who jumped into Joe Rogan's arms after she uh, won a fight. So Carolina She's something. Uh, interesting, really interesting case of somebody who's like retired six times and then come back and looked really good in some of these fights. This is a little bit of an interesting matchup because Demopoulos, I think, is going to bring the fight to her. Uh, I I wonder if Ka- Carolina is going to be able to control this fight or or really dictate what happens, and that's what ma- leans me towards maybe Demopoulos could win just by sheer power and just aggression because she does bring that to these fights, you know, for the most part. Yeah. She'll uh, she'll hop on you for sure. You know what I mean. She'll right. she'll hop on that. Um, she likes to really make it wet and work. Okay, work, all right, really we got work. it. We got it. Um, no, she's uh, she she's she's kind of a dog, right? She's small, fifty nine inch reach. I mean, you, <laughs> you can't get much um, much uh, shorter arms than that, really. Uh, again, I know most flyweights are uh, are small, but I mean, Carolina has a sixty four inch reach, so. I think uh, I think Carolina's kind of just solid everywhere. You know, she is getting older, but Vanessa Demopoulos herself, 30, 34, little monster, right? Negative yeah. striking uh, ratio doesn't – she gets some takedowns, but 16% accuracy. She gets taken down herself. We saw that uh, against J.J. Aldridge. saw that against Corey McKenna. Um, and she gets – man, she was almost out of there against Silvana gomez War. She got dropped bad, but – you know, she she found she found the win, and then she managed to escape with a split split close win against Jin Yu Fry. Uh, same kind of situation with Maria Oliveira, uh, pretty decent fight. But I think she was you know losing parts of all those fights, which makes me uh, very concerned about betting her. I don't think she um, you know Carolina's been around, right? She's fought uh, Yan Zhao Nan. She got she didn't win, but she fought her. She fought Alexa Grasso in a, in a decent decent contest. Um, Michelle Waterson, Jessica Andrade. Uh, Claudia Cadella, Joanna, she beat Rose Namajunas back in the day, beat Rana Marcos way back in the day. I just think she's better everywhere. I know she did retire, but she did come back, <clears throat> and she's won two in a row. So, I don't know, I, you know, I don't really know what Vanessa Demopoulos is going to do. I guess try to wrestle, try to take her down, but I don't think she's really um, good at that. I don't think she has great, great cardio either. So, give me Carolina Moneyline. I trust her in this spot to win at least two rounds. You've convinced me. I'm with you. And that's what's great about this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, because I had no idea really what I was going to bet. I had to lean, and I, you know, I may have lost money. Now I'm going to win money. That's that's literally <laughs> what it's all about. Listen, you never know. All right, future champion. I believe we've heard some people say out there, or Ryan Koshki is getting back in there against Gilbert Urbina in this 170 banger. Uh, minus 110, 110 for both guys. Uh, I really, I could. T- I mean. I could talk about this fight a thousand times. I have no idea what's going to happen. Could, could you? Could no, you actually? Well, no, not like by choice, but I'm just saying like you, you could sit here and talk about it and you'll never talk about the same thing because you're just going to be like, what in God's name is going to happen? He was finished twice on the Contender Series pretty much. Uh, he beat Michael Gilmore, but guys, you need to see Michael Gilmore fight. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, and other no, than that, don't. I mean, he fought with Sean Brady. That's that's kind of a feather in the cap sort of situation for Gilbert Urbina, that is. Orion Koshki, uh, at the very least, has a loss to none other than Phil Rowe. So he looked horrible in that fight, too. He just uh, was kind of stammering around the octagon, throwing hopeless bombs. Uh, he beat the Blood Diamond, though. So that's uh, you can give that to Mr. Koshki. Um, I think he wins this fight. 
Orion Galaxy Koski. Uh, I, I just, I am uh, Gilbert Urbina. I can't. I mean, I, I, he definitely could win this fight. That's the sad thing. And just seeing the line lets you know that nobody has any idea what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I just think um, Gilbert Urbina stinks. And I think Orion will probably be able to take him down and, uh, you know, maybe just put the pace on. But he doesn't have good cardio either. I don't know. I just think Gilbert Urbina is going to fold. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for, I guess. But I'm not putting it on the card. Yeah. Uh, as bad as both of these fighters are, their nicknames may be worse. Right. I don't think either of them are UFC caliber. I don't, honestly, you put them on a random regional scene fight, fight night, I don't know if they're going to be the main event. Right, the RGV bad boy. Not sure what that means. Yeah, uh, no but I also don't really care. Yeah. Uh, also, Orion Galaxy Koski. Yeah. Kosuke. Not That's great. Not a great nickname. <laughs> not the best. Um, he's been outstruck pretty much by everybody. I think he did uh, outstrike that guy on the contender series, Matt Dixon. But he also got taken down three times by Matt Dixon. But he got that late finish. Um, he got a couple takedowns against Phil Rowe. I think he was really uh, up against it against him. I know Phil Rowe's not the greatest, but. Uh, making your debut and be, you know being on the level that we th- we know Kose is on that's 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 a tough fight. Uh, Blood Diamond guy outstruck, not great, but he managed to get the fight where he wanted to and win pretty win unanimously, right? I think that's what he's going to do here. I think Urbina is what four inches taller. He got four inches of reach. Uh, probably the better striker. I don't think it's necessarily uh, a high bar to clear, but you know he got taken down by battle, got outstruck by battle, got subbed by battle. Um, this is a guy who can't wrestle in Urbina against a guy who, who has no cardio in Kose. Yeah. But I don't think uh, Urbina has cardio. So um, he hasn't fought in two years, right? I think almost. So that's not good. Kosuke is also coming down from 185 when he fought Treshawn Gore. Um, listen, losing. did he lose a Gore or did he beat Gore? I think he did beat Gore, right? Or did he... No, nah, Kosuke fought... Urbina, um, yeah. Urbina fought Gore. So, yeah. Um, He's coming down from 185 then, right? Or, yes. Okay. So I just think Coach Gay has the game plan, has a game plan, and is going to stick to it. Um, yeah, I think he's going to get this unanimous decision victory. Uh, I'm going to take his money line. Urbina's best uh, bet is to be able to stand on the outside and leg kicks I mean, and kind of hit him yeah. like jabs and just keep him off of him, but... I've never. I've. I just. I really. I would tr- trust. I would hope you guys stay away. Are you putting this on the card? Yeah. Oh God. All right. I know it's getting real sloppy, but especially next. Next is going to be a real, real disgusting one. But well, let's get uh, dirty, ladies and gentlemen. We have Alir Latifi. Don't don't fuck it up, uh, Matt. Alir Latifi. Have some respect for one of the goats of this game against Rodrigo. <laughs> yeah, the sledgehammer against Rodrigo Nocimento. Uh, Zé Colombia, whatever that may mean, ladies and gentlemen, in Portuguese. But uh, this one, really, what do you do here? Uh, Nascimento is a minus 180, 200 favorite to Alir Latif. He's plus 155, 160. Um, I mean, really, what do you do? Do uh, uh, you think Nascimento gets him out of there? Uh, I don't, <laughs> he's tough to get out of there, good. man. Yeah, I don't feel good about Nascimento here. I don't think he's that... That good. He hasn't fought in a little bit, right? Since he fought Bozier, and that fight was really close. Um, uh, I don't. It's, he also is a. He's a big boy. He's bigger than Latifi. He just made the heavyweight limit. Um, I want to say he's more skilled, but really, is he? I mean, uh, you know, Chris Dawkins got him there out of there with no problem. The Alan Badeau fight was, um, you know, closer than it should have been. Um, he's not very active, right? He fights like every year ish. Um, neither guy's ever been taken down. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I think Latifi's a vet. I think he, you know, he struggles picking a weight class and sticking to it. He struggles in general, but, um, <laughs> I think he's better. I think he's better here. I think, um, Nascimento was in some trouble against Tanner Bozer, if I remember correctly. So, ugh, stay away. Anyway fight. Stay away? Should I stay, stay away? away I dude. This is, I, don't th- I think yeah. I can't do it. So I'm going to bet on a Lear Latifi money line. Um, plus 152. I like it. Um, Nascimento got struck by Alan Bedeau before he got that finish. So, um, What is wrong with you? I'm giving you I, plus I, 160 I like here. Good odds. The dogs are barking. And, you know, I, I, I got to listen to them because um, I'm a dog. Not really, but... Plus one sixty, 
<laughs> and we keep. I think Latifi's won two in a row. You know, I, I not great fighters, but he beat Tanner Bozier, beat Alexi Linick, and he's tough uh, to get out of there, man. Very boring fights for sure, but that, I'll take a boring fight. Nascimento was boring that in that Bozier fight too. So yeah. He can definitely have a, a boring fight if he. Uh, he may be nine years younger, but I don't think that matters when he takes all this time off. And at least Latifi, uh, uh, I guess he hasn't fought in, in a little bit, but he fought a couple times in twenty twenty. Uh, he's not too active himself, but he does fight at least high competition, right? So. Yeah, I don't, I, lean, I'm staying away from either one of these guys. <laughs> I mean, Alir Latifi went the distance with Alexi Olenek and Rodrigo Nassim. <laughs> that's a good sign. It's a good fighter. If you can't get him out of there, that's a big issue at this point. The man is 60 no. years old. You couldn't get him out of there. Fighting, no, I couldn't because I'm not a polar bear. These guys are built like polar bears. They should be able to get this old polar bear out of there. But uh, what are you going to do? Chase Hooper. Your favorite fighter. You you uh, you love him. Your boy. Uh, no, yeah, we both hate this guy. He's fighting Nick Fiore in a uh, classic lightweight battle. Chase Hooper is a plus 110 underdog. Up, right? uh, he is moving up, I believe. He's the number 82 ranked featherweight in the world uh, last year. So uh, now he's getting back in there against Nick Fiore. We don't know much about Nick Fiore other than he's part of the New England cartel. And he has a loss to Matus Rebecki uh, in his UFC debut. So, uh, do you? I, I I'm going to take Fiore here just off principle, but uh, yeah, I am doing the same thing. He used to train with Gordon Ryan. Um, I think he yeah, he got smoked by Matus Rebecki, but that dude's. <laughs> what, what would that guy do to Chase Hooper? Bad, I think bad, Chase bad Hooper things. might get finished here. Yeah, uh, and in the little bit we saw on the feet in the first round, very early, Nicky, Nick, Nicky, Nick Fiore uh, busted up Matus Rebecki's eye. Uh, he, you know, he got busted up himself, but Matus Rebecki uh, comes forward with literally he 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 floors the gas is what he does. Chase Hooper does not does not present really any threat on the stand up in the stand. He is he has good size, right? But he man, he is not good. He's just not good. I mean his his striking. Defense is thirty four percent. His takedown accuracy is twenty six percent. Nick Fiore, I believe, is is pretty credentialed on the ground. So uh, I don't know if he's a uh, high highly rated or higher rated than Hooper on the ground, but I think he's good enough to really stay alive and not get heel hooked. Uh, somehow, RIP to the late Felipe Colares, but somehow Chase Hooper was able to finish him with uh, punches. Um, but you remember that that Peter Barrett fight was kind of close, and then he got that heel hook. Yeah, right he was going to lose that fight. Got smoked by Stephen Ocho Peterson, who, uh, by the way, just hung him up. Got smoked by Steve Garcia. Um, I th- he got knocked down like four times. <laughs> remember that against uh, Steve Garcia? Oh, yeah. So, um, his best win is Daniel Tamer, who I believe is also out of the UFC. So I think he's I, – I, I just never been impressed by him. Uh, his his progression. You're about to say he's been. cooked, and he's like 23 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he is cooked. I mean, Chase, you know, Steve Garcia was just bopping him around the octagon like a fucking rock'em sock'em robot. So, um, I think this Nick Fiore guy at least can hit hard if it stays standing. Chase Hooper has nothing for him if it goes to the ground. I, I don't know. Maybe he gets a submission, but like, when's the last time he even got a submission? I mean, Fiore's uh, got a fair Peter- ra- amount of, uh, like you said, turned Gordon Ryan has a fair amount of rear naked chokes, and he it doesn't seem like he'll be lost down there either. No, and I th- he trains with fucking good, gu- good guys, and I think um, Stephen uh, Stephen um, Chase Hooper has a cardio issue. Now you know starting your career off with two fights against JLs back to back, yeah, sure, not great, but uh, we've seen a lot of people Gotta go through the JLs. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen. We've seen also Malcolm Gordon today is thirty three, so happy birthday. Um, just saw that on the side of Tapology. So I mean, listen, nobody really fights guys on the regional scene. Yeah, it happens a lot, right? Who who did Chase Hooper fight before he got to the UFC? Did he fight Jay Ellis? He did not. Uh, he fought he fought nobody though. So like, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a sign that you're not going to be ready for the UFC, right? He got his feet wet in the UFC against Rebecca, Got used to it. Got got beat up a little bit. I think he's going to be. Uh, I think this is it for uh, Mister Hoop. Yeah, Fiori inside the distance, plus 150. I just want to make that official. That's my bet. Honestly, sitting here I'll, right now, I'll, it's my best pick of the other night. I'm I, telling it. I feel really good. Yeah, well, I'll, write it. I'll make sure I get you in there so we can both cash <laughs> out here. Let's keep yeah, it Chase moving. Chase Hooper knocks him out in the first round. Yeah, the, like, the dream's going to submit him in 20 seconds. What a, what a performance. <laughs> Flying heel hook. Chase Hooper. 
has done it. Yeah, yeah. You'll hear like the guy will use a, a term you've never heard before for a submission. You'll be yeah, like, "Are you the, like the Hooper Bar?" Yeah. Oh, what a Kalogi Logie! You're like, w- w- <laughs> w- a what? I've been watching MMA for fucking like five years, six years, solid. Every I don't miss a card. Yeah. Are you kidding me, man? Joe Rogan will tweet, "Yeah, I know who that is." Like, no, you don't. Shut up. Yeah, that, that, that he does say some shit sometimes where I'm like, "What is what, what is that? What is he doing?" Like, yeah, uh, Natalia Silva. And uh, Victoria Leonardo, Goku, who uh, I only say that because she's a Dragon Ball Z. She looks absolutely insane in her topology picture from Pomona, New Jersey, uh, born in Pomona. Uh, wherever the fuck that is. Yeah. Do you know where that is? Uh, it's close, right, to, uh, close to your former uh, stomping grounds. Uh, how about her win against Mandy Baum? Uh, that's that's a good thing she has going for her. But I believe we uh, we were kind of – we liked Natalia Silva in her last performance. Am I am I wrong in that or, uh, you know? No. She looked good against us. She finished. Remember, she knocked out Teresa Blada with that spin back kick. Yes, uh, um, I think she was beating her minus nine hundred one thousand <laughs> for Natalia Silva. Basically, oh we know God. we know what we have here. She's minus one sixteen inside inside the distance, and honestly, I'm taking that. Um, Victoria Leonardo has been knocked out by head kick, or has been head kicked into a finish twice. Aaron Blanchfield on the regional scene and Manon Firo in the UFC. Listen, two great fighters. Well, two high-level fighters. Uh, is Natalia Silva as good as either of those two? I don't know, but Natalia Silva, uh, she's hell on wheels, and she's dangerous, and Victoria Leonardo is just not good. Melissa Gatto snapped her arm. Um, she got smoked by Miranda Maverick, I think, um, uh, on the um, in Invicta in an exhibition for whatever reason, and she also got smoked by her way back in Invicta in an um, actual contest. Uh, I think the exhibition was a, um, a tournament or something that they do. I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, she's not very good. She gets – I mean, Manon Ferro was just smoking the fucking absolute dog shit out of her with every single strike. She has no give to her, uh, no durability. She has nothing really going for her. Uh, I guess she has some, like, wrestling, like uh, offensive wrestling. But uh, fighting out of Shreveport, Louisiana, red flag. There you go. I like to see uh, – I like Silva – Submission plus 245. All right. She has seven subs, only four TKOs. The only time we've seen her in the UFC is a TKO. Yeah. Before that, she was arm lock and arm bar and everybody in general fight. I remember you saw, you were there live when she arm locked Gabriela Marcal. Um, also, I think you were there when she lost to Marina Rodriguez at Thunder Fight 14. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, that was a great night in uh, Curitiba. I mean,. <laughs> Was it Curitiba? I, I think you better get your facts straight. Uh, I think it might have not been. Where were we? I think it was. In, it might have been. In, yeah, it was in Sao Paulo. So it looks like you weren't there, but um, <laughs> racist fuck. They're not all the same. They're all in Curitiba. In Sao Paulo, yeah. Curitiba, Brazil. Uh, Brazil City. No, I don't think it's real. She, listen, she. So funny enough, Natalia Silva started her career one and three. And I think she lo- got finished in all three of those losses. Ever since then, though, she's been reeling them off. Uh, she didn't finish Jasuda Vicious, but she she beat uh she beat the brakes off her. So uh, if she doesn't get a finish here, I'll be pretty upset. But she's gonna beat the. She, if you have enough money to lay the minus one thousand odds, do it. But that's uh it's pretty it's pretty crazy. So you taking inside the distance? Yes, I am. So we'll give you plus. I'm sorry. I want to do sub, but I think she might just like kick her, and Goku oh, yeah. is just gonna fall, you know, and melt. So. We have one final fight to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Takashi Sato and Themba Gorimbo are getting in there for to kick this uh, illustrious card off. I'm sure that the place will be packed for this one. Yeah, can't miss uh, this one. Gorimbo is a minus one twenty favorite. Uh, Sato, I mean, neither one of these guys really do much for me, but I guess Gorimbo is the kind of is he younger, right? Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't know. To be honest, I mean, I, I would. I think he's a year younger. He's a year his nickname's younger. answer. He is not Alan Iverson. Takashi Sato, nicknamed Ten. Uh, so it's been a while since we saw Mr. Sato, right? And that was a brutal. I mean, brutal. I mean, Brian Battle. Di- he disconnected him from reality, right? <laughs> he got he got kicked bad. Head kicked in the head, and then his head bounced off the canvas. That was scary. Uh, I think his spinal cord might have snapped out of place for a second. Um, brutal. <laughs> it was. I'm <laughs> I'm serious. It was brutal. Uh, it's a Themba Greenboat, longer, <laughs> taller. <laughs> um, he's not like, you know, you see a lot of um, 
a lot of African MMA fighters, a lot of them are just strong, powerful. They hit hard. Um, they're, 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 if not anything, dynamic and explosive strikers. He's kind of not like that. He's more of a wrestler, kind of boring fighter. I don't think he's very good, but the problem with Sato is he's low volume. And again, man, that, that knockout was bad. Like, uh, I don't know how he comes back from that. He's not very young. He's lost three in a row now. Uh, he loses this one. He's done. I think they want to kind of push Garimbo a little bit, right? Um, Sato is also, I mean, the most strikes he's ever landed in a fight was 29 against Bilal Muhammad, of all people, um, in a fight where he lost very late in that fight. So, uh, you know. This may be a bad bet, but I'm taking Garimbo decision. Let me just jump in there. Plus right, 330. I like that. I like that. Um, what's uh, what's Sato? So, yeah, Sato against Gunnar Nelson. Uh, I remember Gunnar Nelson couldn't get him out of there. We yep. Broke- People were surprised by that. We could see that happen here. Uh, Baeza took him down. Uh, Baeza did finish him, but uh, Bilal took him. It took Bilal a while to finish Sato. So it looks like a lot of his his fights go late. You know, Jason Witt fight. He finished him early, but Jason Witt. You know, a, a, we don't have to even go a there. five mile per hour wind would uh, you know send him oh, send on. him to the canvas. Come on, man. So I think um, also the Brian Battle again. Brian Battle, you know, introduced him to God. So I think <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think Garimbo plus 30, you said 330 decision. I, I like yeah. that. Uh, put me on for right. a, a small little play, a little pepper. You're on the card. I have a lot more bets than I uh, really anticipated on putting. You did. Uh, for a card that's really not going to – I'm going to miss uh, at least – what time does it start? I'm going to miss the prelims. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this is how it's done. Uh, quickly before we get out of here, I just wanted the prediction on the, uh, the Haney-Lomachenko fight. Uh, do you have? Would you would you have anything you'd recommend to play this weekend? Yeah. Um, you think Haney? I mean, I mean, I think I think you think Haney's gonna win. Yeah, I'd like to see what Haney is by decision, or like. Ooh. So I see um, my, my my guy Dan Canobio. He's on DraftKings, and he does a lot of these like random like uh, you know, he'll do uh, like a Devin Haney money line and over ten and a half, and it's a pretty decent enough parlay to get the close ish odds right. He's minus two eighty money line. Um, which is kind of low-ish. I just think Lomachenko, man, he, you know, he's been fighting him in a war for fuck for fuck's sake. So um, he's getting older. Devin Haney. It's going to be an interesting fight because I think both guys are. You know, if you look at their stats, they're you know some of the leaders in the in, the, in boxing in general and in, in defensive efficiency. I think Lomachenko, uh, his opponents land like nine percent of their jabs. Uh, on the counter, Devin Haney lands like I think thirty something percent of his jabs. High numbers. And also low numbers for each guy. Uh, I just think at this stage of their career, uh, they're on a different level. I think Devin Haney is much quicker. Um, I, I don't think he finishes him, but I, I, I could see him kind of overwhelming him. I don't think he hits as hard as Teofimo does, but I think he's bigger than Teofimo, so I think he's going to have a size advantage in that in that sense. Um, I'm trying to see over... The over is minus 650, over 10.5, and, and his money line is minus 280. You can parlay that, or maybe you can't parlay that. That's kind of that's kind of lame. But if you could, it would be pretty decent odds, I would assume. I don't know what else you can do here. Um, I'm trying to find his prop to win by decision. I'm sure that's not going to be very high. But Hey, any by decision is minus 165. It's not bad. Yeah, I think I think it's a lock. I think he wins, he wins uh, a lot of rounds. Maybe not all of them, but I think he wins a lot of rounds. Lomachenko is going to look a little old. Uh, Devin Haney's Devin Haney's a star. I think he's one of the better. And like you said, the guy boxers. hasn't really been necessarily focused a hundred percent on boxing recently. It's I mean, a little, you know, little difficult for him to uh, do so with uh, you know his home country being in a war, locked in a war right now. So yeah, pretty scary stuff. And, uh, he's eleven years older, and oh, wow. last time we saw him was against Jermaine Ortiz, and he did not look good. Yeah, uh, Jermaine Ortiz. That was a layup too. That was a, a his last two fights, uh, Richard Comey couldn't get him out of there. Uh, he's not a finisher. I, I get it. But when he was young, when he was earlier in his career, I know he fought a lot of guys who was bigger then, right, at like 130, 135. Uh, yeah. Guys that were kind of absolute jokes. Not absolute jokes, but Miguel Mariagne, Guillermo Rigondeau. I mean, that, that, that Rigondeau fight, that dude was undefeated, and he, he absolutely did not want to fight him beyond the first round. He <laughs> – the most dejected I've ever seen a boxer, I think. He finished Linares. Um, he beat the shit out of Pedraza, so – but he's not doing it anymore, and you know, 
I, I don't trust him here. It's going to be a good fight for sure. I don't think the undercard is much, is, is that good. I think we do have, um, I forget his name. We do have Nico Ali Walsh sighting. Oh, I mean, what else? Right? Is this an ESPN card? Yeah, uh, yeah. Story. Nico Ali Walsh, the grandson <laughs> of the former greatest of all time, Muhammad uh, Ali. You're like, oh god. Here we go. This uh, guy's gonna beat a can up. Yeah, he's fighting uh, Danny Rosenberger. There you go. Not to be confused with Zach Mettenberger, uh, the thirteen nine and four fella from uh, I forget where he's from. I think Ohio, the middle of nowhere. So, uh, Andrew Maloney getting in there. His brother is not on this card, meaning. He cannot win a fight against the bum. He's fighting Junto Nakatani for the 115 super flyweight belt. I got Nakatani here. He's going to smoke him. An undefeated fella. Um, Oscar Valdez is going to be in a co-main. He's a good fighter, but he's fighting Adam Lopez. Probably a very, uh, probably a minus 1500 favorite. Typical boxing shit, right? You know how it is. So top rank putting together a real good undercard. Um, but yeah, that's my pick there. Um, should be, Katie Taylor's getting back in the mix this weekend. Yeah. Um, she should take care of us. Your girl. Um, mm-hmm. I know you said you said she could probably beat. Uh, she could Spence beat Conor McGregor. Yeah, no, I did say yeah. she. If her and Conor, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Before all, you were like, Yo, are you are you serious? You're a fucking moron, dude. Um, yeah. So I think that's about. Uh, there is some news, right? But I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. We have something. <laughs> Your girl. If, I don't know if you this this could be pertain to you. We'll see in about nine months. Cheyenne Velismus is pregnant. Um, <laughs> so she's going to be out of the fight game for a little bit. All I don't right. know if you have a, if you no, have a I have hand nothing in the to cookie do with jar. That. Let me just go out there okay. and uh, unequivocally state I have nothing whatsoever to do with that. I did not have sexual relations with Cheyenne Velismus, although uh, I kind of wish I did. But uh, Roman Delize could be the father. We could see uh, a mini Roman Delize running around. It would be terrifying, so I will not be having Good a for anytime soon. Um, Marab, I heard once Cejudo. That could be next. Um that could be interesting. That could be an interesting one. Um, to to I, I don't know who I would have there. I would love for Marab to lose because kind of tired of him, but so not really sure there. Yeah, and we'll we'll save some time. I'm sure we'll have some weeks where we really have to talk about uh, some of this stuff. Uh, does Peter Yan have a fight coming up? I thought I saw uh, Piotr Hyun. I don't I don't know. I do not know. Thought I, I saw he, that, uh, but I just wanted to double check and see. Uh, no, he does not have anything locked in. Uh, Jan Blahovich and Pajeda, though is a very is a pretty crazy fight. The only guy other than Pajeda himself to beat Israel Adesanya <laughs> is Jan Blahovich, and that's who Pajeda is fighting in his first fight at 205, which is seems to be on purpose. But you know, you never know with this guy. It appears Mr. Kose missed weight, so there you go. You miss weight, and you're probably going to win in one of those 50-50 fights, right? So. I feel confident about that. Give me $5,000 on a Ryan Coach day. Just kidding. Well, that's a good number then. That means he's not ready. He's not in shape. No, but... I'm not, uh, uh, thank God I don't have anything on there. Not, oh, no. You need to ride the wave. I think no, Mr. Sir. Bean is cooked. Nope. Never will. Our Bean is going to beat him up now. All right, no, ladies. No, no. I would be... I would be. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. I want to thank you all for joining us. I uh, hope you either fade our picks or pay, take them. Uh, either way, uh, I will appreciate you for listening, and uh, we hope to see you guys back next week. We will give a full breakdown of everything that goes down on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night <clears throat> Excuse me, in the fight game. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna, you know, good a big, you know, big enough boxing uh, match that we can get excited about, and then we have some. Uh, we have, we have a, good, a nice uh, UFC card to kind of just gamble on. Just something to gamble on, ladies and gentlemen. Th- the summer, it's more time to focus on stuff like this before you save your uh, shekels and get them ready for football and everything that's you know better to bet on than uh, MMA, which football is the only thing I like to bet on more than uh, probably MLB, MMA. no run first inning, or yes run first inning. I know it's odd terminology. And I do well in the NBA. That's the but best that's, to hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you got tonight? Is there an NBA? NBA, we get the uh, Celt- the Celtics are going to win. I don't know what They're else you want to do back. with that, but they they Almost have ten to point win. Favorites. Yeah. Yeah. everybody knows that that's what's going to happen. So I, I don't really even stars gold knights. Who do you got? Uh, NHL's been good, man. Last night, yeah, four, awesome three game. overtime, almost four or almost five. Uh, almost, almost five. five. It was well, minute left in the fourth overtime. I was I watched the yeah. whole game pretty much. Yeah, me too. I was my roommate is a big 
Panthers fan. He was at work, and the bar almost closed by the time the game was over. Meanwhile, it started at eight. Kind of fucking. It's insane. insane. Mr. Brandon Montour had like 60 minutes on the ice. Fucking ins- insanity. But Diving around uh, I got shit. Dallas Stars plus money tonight. Sneak peek. You heard it here first, folks. I think they're going to win game one. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Hot Take, Hot Box, Shoulder Strikes, MMA Podcast. We will see you next week. Yes, sir.